Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry systemically designed for you to fail. Join us as we dive into the real-life stories of survivors, experts, and advocates to debunk the common myths and fallacies of cults, scams, and multi-level marketing. Hey, Hunbots and Hunbros, quick little housekeeping. I wanted to say thank you to all of my new patrons on our Patreon. If you guys didn't know, we do have a Patreon. We have five and $10 tiers, and you get all of the content early and ad-free. And there's some little community bonuses too, if you're interested. So thank you so much to this week's patrons, Nicolette Smith, Shannon Spallen, Michelle Carpenter, Gigi, Cassie, Laura Lanigan, and Angie. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to get to know you better in our budding little community. I've got some fun stuff coming up that I've been planning, some live Q&As and some chats. If you're interested in that, um, definitely don't miss it. You can join our Patreon. The link is in the show notes and I would love to have you. Other than that, this is a really fun episode that I think you're going to enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we have a special episode. We are talking with the amazing Gladys from MLM Exit, and we're going to be talking about bilingual education uh, in the anti-MLM world and what she's got in store and what that looks like. We'll get to that a little closer to the end of this, Um, but right now, let's introduce Gladys. Gladys, how are you? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me here Like I said, such an honor. And you know what? I honestly thought that Blanca and Karina were going to be here for whatever reason. I thought, okay, I'm probably not going to be the only one. But you know what? The pressure is on me, which (laughs) now it's getting serious. It is. It's getting serious. (laughs) But I wanted to highlight each of your individual voices because I think they're so unbelievably strong and wonderful. And it is, you are, you guys are serving a part of the anti-MLM community that has been grossly underserved for a very long time. And so I am, I am so thankful that you guys are here and you guys are paving the way and you are creating this bilingual content to help with those of us that, you know, English is not our first language. So let's get into like how you even decided to become an anti-MLM advocate, how you even decided to create this. Oddly enough, you were never in an MLM, but you did something else. Can we talk about that? Yes. um, I was a scammer, but I didn't know that I was scamming people when I was 25 years old. So I was looking for a job and there was this job opportunity, you know, Craigslist or whatever. I don't remember where I found it, but I found it. And it was like a call center, but I've been where I've worked in call centers before. So it was not something new or different. So it was this couple and they had a call center and they were um, helping people that had timeshares to sell their timeshare. And so I was like, okay, that I'm familiar with timeshare. I've been working, you know, in hotels and, and all that a a good portion of my life so I'm like okay I'm familiar with that so I started working and it seemed pretty normal I guess it's the word (laughs) nothing seemed sketchy because my job was kind of like to warm it up and then whenever they they say oh yes we're ready to make the purchase um so it was basically like your job to warm people up 
for the scammers? Like you warmed them up with a pitch and then passed them on to the scammers? Yeah, but I didn't know that. They said, okay, we have this list and you call them and you say, you know what? We have clients and um, do you want to sell your timeshare? And I don't know if you know, but a lot of people are not happy with their timeshare. So they do want to sell it. So whenever somebody approaches them and they, uh, with this type of opportunity, it does make sense that they want to sell it because they want to get rid of it. And there's reason for that because there's upgrades and the maintenance and, you know, everything adds up. Anyways, I I thought about it like a sales position, right? You pass it on to the closer and and there's that. <laughs> but I don't know what happened. I guess I was like one one week. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of time. I was one week in and I don't know how I found out. I guess I found out that the reality is that whenever we pass those leads over to the closer, that closer asks them for money to do the paperwork, quote unquote paperwork, right? And yeah, they really never had a client that was interested in in, uh, purchasing their timeshare. It was just a a story. It was just a story. Like the story that MLMs sell to the people. When I, I was actually working when I found that out and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And you know, you have breaks whenever you, in the call centers, you have breaks. And I was like, whenever I have to make a, a decision or I don't know what to do, I always call my mom because I don't know what, I don't know why, but she always knows exactly what to say. So I called my mom and um, my bad luck. She was not home that day, <laughs> but my dad oh. answered. <laughs> yeah, my dad answered. And I was like, um, hey, dad, what's up? Is my mom home? And he's like, no. And and he said, what, well, do you need anything can I help you with anything? I was like, well, yeah, something's going on with the work. And and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I decided, I'm just going to tell my dad. Like, So I told my dad, like, this is what's going on or whatever, whatever. He said, and how do you feel? And I said, well, I don't like it. And he said, well, that's simple. Don't like it. Don't do it. And then Evolutionary like, advice. You're right. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, you're right. If I don't like it, I'm I'm just not going to do it because that's not, that's not the way that I am. So, but the hardest part of all is that I already made the decision that I was going to quit, but I still had, I don't know, maybe a couple of hours ago, or I don't remember, but I still had to make more phone calls that day. Right. Unluckily for me, I had uh, a call with the Really, really, really old lady. I mean, you can tell whenever you're speaking with a really old lady, there's like a way that they speak that they sound like they're really, 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 really old. Oh my God. I still can't remember what she said. She said, you know what? You seem really sweet and I trust you. So yes, I'm going to sell my property. And I felt so bad. I felt like a piece of shit. Like I was like, I cannot do this. I mean, I don't know this lady, but this lady trusts me, you know? Like, 
this is not okay. I clock out, of course, I clock out and I, and I never went back. I was like, I'm done with this. This is not, this is not who I am. That's not the way that I want to make my money. It just, it's not okay. It's not okay to just scam people, you know? Yeah. I I could imagine that that was a really hard decision for you where you're like, I really need the money and I really need this job, but it makes me feel yeah. horrible because it's not what I'm presenting it as. Like I'm, I'm literally feeding these people to scammers. Exactly. Wow. So how long ago was that? You said it was a long time ago. Maybe like um, 15 years ago. So was that part of like when you decided to do anti-MLM content? Was that something that was like in your mind going, oh my God, I remember when this happened. I understand how these people feel. No, that was like two years ago. And it was all a coincidence. It was just a coincidence. I don't know how else you can put it. So I don't know if you remember the scandalous of uh, uh, the daughter of the full house lady and Becky. Olivia oh, Jade, the college, Olivia. the college admission scandal. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that college um, admission scandal? So it was around that time. And I was just, you know, searching on Google, whatever, on YouTube, just to see stuff on YouTube, you know? Just like you search to maybe have like a background noise or whatever. <laughs> and I bump into Kiki Chanel's video from the one that says college student. She was sharing her opinion about this scandal. And I thought she was um, she was making really good points because she was, uh, I guess she was uh, some kind of a sport. So she could totally relate with these ladies you know and I saw that video and I was like wow that's so sad she she was explaining like she had to work she had to sacrifice time to party and she had to you know train and do whatever so I finished watching her video about that let me check what else she has around here in her content (laughs) and I was like okay well I don't know what anti-MLM is but okay let's do it So I started watching, I don't know what video it was. I honestly don't remember what video. I was like, oh my God. I mean, I knew about the multi-level marketing companies, but I thought they were just, you know, like the lady with the catalog and you sell from her and, and that's that. I thought that was it, honestly. I think that's what most people really think of when they think of direct sales or multi-level marketing. It's like the Avon lady with the catalog, right? You're like, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought. And when I started watching her videos and then I started watching another video and then another. So I watched all of her anti-MLM videos on those days. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. But back then there was not a, it was not as big as it is right now. (laughs) Back then, I think there was only um, Illuminati, of course. It was Alanda uh, from the Recovering Humbot. It was Monica. Yeah, Savannah, Josie was course. there too in Savannah. Yeah. Well, Josie, that—that's a she. She's actually part of my story. <laughs> well, I love she's Josie part so of this. I I can tell that she's like super nice. Josie, well, I was part of the anti MLM, if I could say, because I was just watching anti MLM content before Josie started her channel, and then she started her channel, and I saw her very first video, and it was so freaking powerful that she was the one 
that made me say, no, I'm going to make anti-MLM content because she is right. She makes all the good points, like all the points that I needed to hear to make a decision to do anti-MLM content. So she was, uh, she was the reason she helped me make the decision to do that. But I was like, um, doubting because I was thinking about my family more than anything. Like I could care less what people think about me or whatever. And if they want to come for me, for my house, whatever, I'll give it away. I don't, I don't give a fuck for me. Money is, is, is not something that drives me. If I lose my house, but I, I save a lot of people from these scams. I don't mind doing it. But nobody messes with my family. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people can't relate. Like, do whatever you want to do with me, but don't touch my family. Absolutely. So that was that was one of the reasons why I didn't start before. Because I was thinking about it and I was trying to figure out a way to do it without having any type of impact to my family. Because this was a decision that I was making, right? So I was thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it for, I don't know, like a year, probably. One day I was like, I went to eat breakfast with uh, my mom, my sister, one of my sisters. I explained them, okay, this is what I want to do, but I'm worried about you guys. I'm worried that if they want to come for me, they probably want to do it through you guys. And they say, oh, don't you worry. I don't think nothing's going to happen to us, whatever, whatever. They were like, I'm not worried about that. So if they were not worried about that, why the hell am I worried? <laughs> that, was the, that was the day that I was like, okay, let's do this. Because the only thing that was holding me back was worrying about them, right? But they're not worried. Okay. And I explained them, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to show my face or whatever, whatever. I asked my mom. Does that make you feel a little uh, more comfortable that I'm not going to show my face? So, and she said, yeah, that works a lot better. So that's pretty much the reason why I have, I was like holding back. But once they gave me the green light, I was like, let's do this. And the first thing, a lot of people don't know, but the very first thing that I created was that anti-MLM Espanol subreddit. A lot of people don't know that I have that subreddit. Wow. But, I didn't know that that was you that created that. Yes. That's, that's me. <laughs> There's not a lot of members there, probably. I don't know. So I started like um, looking for anti-LM uh, contents in Spanish or people that were providing, you know, education in Spanish or whatever. And I was putting it there, some videos and all that. And after that, I created a Facebook. But, you know, Facebook is dead. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of, yeah, it, it is a little bit. Yeah, so I created the page on Facebook. And it was um, it was pretty much just sharing the same content that I was sharing in the, in the subreddit. But I was sharing it on Facebook. Nobody was engaging, nothing like that. So I was like, okay, so what else can I do? So I created... um. TikTok. And I started uh, creating videos. I have no clue about TikTok. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? I swear. <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, I also have no idea what's going on on TikTok. Um, and it's, I, I still feel like it's the wild frontier, even though a bunch of people follow me. I still am like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. 
oh, hey, like, I have no idea what I'm doing, you guys. I know I say that all the time, but I, I really want you to all know that it's absolutely the truth. Yeah, so I created uh, TikTok and I'm like, wow, I think it's it's getting better here. People are watching or whatever. I think the last thing that I created was Instagram. And I'm more active on Instagram than any other platform. You know, I took a break from Instagram and I recently came back probably in the last couple months uh, after Lula Rich, after Lula Rich came out, I, I really came back on Instagram um, and I, I found a newfound love with Instagram. It was really burning me out, uh, but I really enjoy Instagram. I love, I love the community over there. I think that the anti MLM community on Instagram is incredibly supportive. They're always showing up in the comments and leaving their own thoughts. It is really fantastic. Do you feel like you get the same engagement like that, that the, that the community on Instagram, um, is very supportive? Oh Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do see um, a big difference when it comes to like um, TikTok and Instagram, or maybe it's because maybe I'm more active on Instagram. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely do see like um, comments or more likes or shares or stuff like that. Yeah, definitely see that a lot more on Instagram. So your experience on Instagram is really great. And one of the things that really caught my attention was that you, like Blanca and Karina, are educating bilingually. And the other thing that you have on there is you also have some content in Portuguese for those in Brazil that don't speak Spanish, which I thought was really, really cool. And I know that you don't speak Portuguese and there was another person, but it is, it is just, it's really, really, really interesting. Um, and it, it makes me really happy because I love that we're able to, to educate in all of these different languages to help people specifically those in Latin America that are targeted for these specific companies. Like it's really, really wonderful that we're able to, to educate them specifically in their native language so that they can actually get all of the information. Cause I know how hard it is to read something that's not in your own language and try to figure out what it says and translate it. And so the fact that we have people who are bilingual translating these things into native languages is I commend you guys. It is absolutely incredible and I am so happy that you're here oh thank you yeah um whenever I started um or whenever I decided to create uh, content for focus on the Latino community I I knew that Brazil didn't speak any Spanish so I was like I don't know how I'm, I'm gonna do it I know that in YouTube you you can you set up the subtitles and I was th I am thinking about doing that for the um, Spanish content to have uh, Portuguese subtitles. It's not going to be the best because you know how Google is, but <laughs> I mean, you can pretty much understand almost um, almost everything. I think it's just uh, maybe a little bit of slangs that, of course, Google doesn't know about, uh, but. Most of the most of the translations that Google does, it's pretty good, pretty decent. So I thought, okay, so whenever I start my YouTube, I'm gonna um, put subtitles in Portuguese. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's what I thought, and I still think about it. So whenever I started on Instagram, I was um, thinking about how am I gonna reach Brazil because Brazil is part of Latin America, and luckily for me, a little after I created my account. I found this account and at first I didn't know 
what language was because you know I don't know Portuguese <laughs> so I kind of started or tried to read whatever <laughs> was there and I was like I think that's Portuguese so I use the, the Google translator do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find I promise it's more than you think your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claim standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. And it translated from Portuguese to Spanish or English or whatever that was. Well, like, yeah, that's Portuguese. Okay. So I sent um, DMs to the lady and I was like, okay. Even if I have to type in English and translate it and just paste it to her just to let her know that I'm going to be sharing her uh, IG or whatever on my account. But luckily for me, she speaks English. Well, we were talking. And she was like, yeah, um, I'm actually creating content for, uh, in Portuguese. You're one of the good guys. <laughs> so we started talking. We talked, we chat a lot that day through DMs, which is great. And she was telling me 
how Brazil is, how the companies are in Brazil, and it's a lot. So I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. And she was just starting her Instagram account. She, she was barely new as well. But I was so happy that she has a podcast. She has a YouTube. She has Instagram. She has a lot. Like, she is in different platforms, which I think is awesome because that's the way that we are able to reach more and more people, you know, to spread the message. So, like, so this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to be part of my highlights because I do want them that whenever people from Brazil arrive to my page, they know that there's at least a place there or a resource where they can go in. There's anti-MLM content in their own language. So she was so happy about it. And, and I was like, okay, so that's, that's how the uh, Brazil, <laughs> Brazil flag end up in my highlights. And it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Because that she was, she is the, the piece that I was missing to be able to reach the whole Latin America, you know? Yeah. And I, I was just like, Oh my gosh, she has Portuguese content too. Because I thought of that too, as well. I was like, Brazil, Brazil, <laughs> Brazil speaks Portuguese. So how are we going to, how yeah. are we going to talk to them? Because Brazil is not exempt. Uh, Latin America is definitely not exempt. We see a lot with herbal life. Uh, we see Cristiano Ronaldo wearing his Herbalife jersey. And there's all those little kids that from a very young age see that, associate it with success, associate it with like being a man and being so great. And it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my gosh. Like it's just there. Mm-hmm. It's just there. That's part of the Latin culture. That's just part of it. To, to be unindated at a young age, to see that as normal. It's the same as us watching our mom's uh, you know, sell Avon or Mary Kay as a child and being like, well, I thought Tupper was, wasn't that bad because my mom sold Tupperware. And it's like, no, no, they're all bad. You know, they all hide in plain sight. They all do this. This is all how Mm -hmm. it is. And it's the same exact thing, but it's, you know, little kids in South America. That's what they're seeing. My hero wears that shirt that says that that's a legitimate company. Exactly. That's an option for me when I get up, when I grow up to have a job selling that? Oh, wow. How do I sign up? And it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. It is so sad. And you know, the funny part is that a little after I posted the Brazil, I had a DM from a girl and she's like, I am from Brazil. I was like, Oh my God. She's like, yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, that is so cool. Did you see? I was like, did you see my highlight? <laughs> well, this this chick from Brazil shared with me, guess what? Um, Avon is sponsoring Big Brother Brazil. And I was like, what? No way. Are you serious? And she took pictures of, you know, the the television. And there was the logo everywhere and all of the walls. And I shared it on my stories and I was like, so this company has money and big money because to advertise in Big Brother, it's not like $5, you know? So this company has big money to spend to be a sponsor for Big Brother, but doesn't have money to pay their no 
because that's how it works. Right. Like that's how it works. It's that whole churn and burn. If everybody was successful, then the company wouldn't make any money. And the company is the one that wants to make the money. I mean, it's all built in that way. Unfortunately, you know, it only works when 99% fail. And it's, it's, it's abhorrent. And it, it really sucks to hear that Avon's doing that for Big Brother uh, because Avon also had a sponsored filter on TikTok. And I'm like, excuse me, TikTok, uh, December 2020, you said MLMs are not allowed. Yet summer 2021, <laughs> Avon has a filter in your filters. What is going on right now? I don't know if these MLMs are just really good at lying and being like, we're not a scam. We're direct sales. They've come up with all this Orwellian doublespeak to explain what they're doing in a completely different language because we, as the educators in the anti-MLM movement, are exposing all of their scams. So now they have to be a smarter scammer, come up with other words for these things and, you know, blanket all of this again, being like, no, 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 we're not an MLM. We're, we're transformational marketing. <laughs> That's not us. We're not scammers. We've been around forever. Avon's the best. And it's like, Avon is an MLM. It is. It absolutely is an MLM. Avon didn't become an MLM until 2005, but that doesn't excuse them from being an MLM. They've been an MLM for what, 17 years? I don't know. That math is probably off. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. But it's like, they've been an MLM for a really long time. And after I posted that story about Brazil um, uh, sponsoring Big Brother, whatever. Oh, my God. I love this guy, but I cannot remember his last name. Dave. Dave. Oh, yes. Dave. We love yeah, Dave. Dave. <laughs> right. He's awesome. So he sent me a DM and he was telling me a little bit about how um, the MLM companies outside the U.S. That the owners are some company or something like that named uh, Natura. So he shared like some great articles or something like that. But you know, sometimes when I'm reading stuff, I feel like I don't understand because I think that my my English language is so limited. <laughs> it's great. So you that, have great English. You can speak two languages, Gladys. Give yourself more credit. You're amazing. <laughs> but sometimes I struggle reading stuff and I'm like, okay, so I don't understand what they're saying, but okay. So I kind of get a, an idea of whatever it is. So those articles were pretty interesting. So thank you, Dave, for that. He's awesome. Go follow him. <laughs> Dave is awesome. He's really great. He is the one that sent me the USANA, the musical stuff that we that we reacted to on YouTube on the show. Dave's great. He's a great resource. He is an incredible advocate based in Taiwan. And um, yeah, I just he's a fantastic friend of the show. Yeah, he's awesome. I have to give credit, of course, to um, Blanca. <laughs> Blanca, she's the one that started uh, with the content in um, Spanglish. I will say it's more like Spanglish because Blanca is more Spanglish. <laughs> I remember seeing one of her videos. <laughs> I remember seeing one of her videos like long time ago, way before I started anti-MLM content. She said, you know what? I do understand Spanish because I, I guess some of her followers were saying, hey, you should create content just in Spanish or whatever. And in one of her videos, she said, I don't feel comfortable enough to speak like a whole video, like a, a full complete video in um, Spanish. So that's why um, that's why she's like um, English and maybe some words in Spanish. <laughs> Which is great because that's pretty much how it is in the U.S., you know? You speak Absolutely. like uh, 
whatever you don't remember, okay, you just say it in Spanish or whatever you don't remember, you say it in English or whatever. You know what's so funny? My daughter (laughs) is in uh, bilingual classes. She's been in Spanish immersion. I think she's on her sixth or seventh year now. I mean, she is pretty fluent for a 10 year old who doesn't speak it constantly. And it's really funny because the other day she was talking to me and she was like, what's that month? What's that month? And she was saying it in Spanish and she couldn't remember the English word for the thing she was trying to say. And she could only tell me in Spanish. And I was like, I get it, kid. I understand. It's like, it was just really funny because she's so immersed in it that that Spanglish really is sort of her language. And she's using Spanish and English words interchangeably. And sometimes I'm like, Abby, not everybody understands what you're saying. And she's like, oh, and she actually has to think about it because her brain is so wired to just knowing this now in her bilingual life, I guess. It's it's really, really cool to see. Um, and I absolutely love that for her because it's just, it's, it's great. And she's so proud of her heritage. She is uh, part Guatemalan and Mexican, my cute little blonde daughter. And so she is all about her Hispanic heritage and she's super like into the culture and everything. And it just, it makes me so proud to see her flourishing in, in the language and understanding it. It's, it's sorry. I had to brag about my kid. She's pretty rad. (laughs) That's okay go for it <laughs> yeah I was like did you just say that like what she's like oh I forgot the English word I was like wow that's incredible it happens it happens all the time it happens it's like uh it's kind of weird but you know what happened is that um I guess what helped me uh with the Spanglish situation is that even though whenever I um I arrived to the U.S. I was seven years old of course Spanish is my first language. What what part of Mexico are you from? From the state of Jalisco. Yeah, so we arrived and my mom was like, um, oh, with my sisters and, and my brother, of course we speak Spanglish. That's, of course. But in the house, if mom was around, she was like, hell no, you're not going to be speaking English because I have no clue what you're saying here in the house in my presence you're gonna speak Spanish okay and we're like okay okay mom (laughs) I mean my dad had already been there um living in Chicago for so many years before we arrived so he understood whatever we say whatever we said he understood it perfectly but my mom didn't so I guess that that kind of helped me in she also made a, a really smart move that whenever we arrived, she was like, I don't want my kids to um, lose their their roots. So she looked for a school that had a bilingual education. And there was like a certain section of the school where it was like a bilingual academy, whatever. So it was so fun because I grew up listening to both English and Spanish and we used to have so many people from so many different countries it was so interesting because there's things that you do even even in the same you know Latin America you do things differently you say sometimes the things a little bit different even though we speak the same Spanish but it could be a little bit different when it comes to slangs and stuff like that Seeing that as normal, 
which we could probably talk about that with the new with the monad situation with the racism and all that because when you grew up interacting with people from other countries i don't see why you would become a racist because for you it's kind of like natural to interact with people from other countries and speaking different languages so it would be like natural to just be accepting you know no matter where you're from or whatever you would think that most people know. would feel that way that most people would want to be loving and accepting i mean isn't that what jesus teaches isn't that what a lot of people believe to be loving and accepting um and so it is interesting when you see this sort of stuff we see it a lot in monet unfortunately monet has a, a big hold on the latin community too because of the Erdnetas. And they're definitely one of those MLMs mm-hmm. that is targeting Latin America specifically. I talked to Blanca about that with all of the, the actresses from telenovelas on, on television that are selling it and promoting it. Monet really is sort of taking over the space in Latin America and becoming sort of like the new Herbalife, or at least the Herbalife for women. If Herbalife has Cristiano Ronaldo are getting the men to join, like I, I really do believe that Monet is doing that for the women with their... Telemundo actresses, unfortunately, and the musicians too. And you know what's the saddest part whenever all of this racist situation that happened with uh, within Monet with the market partners just being racist is that I'm like, the founders are from Venezuela. And that's why I came up with this post. Um, I cannot see myself being um, an immigrant from Venezuela knowing that they are discriminated um well because we talk different we look different you know I cannot see myself being the owner of a company knowing what the struggle is to go through racism and all that just because you look different or you you talk different I don't see giving nobody a free pass that it's acting that way in my company Hell no, like, I don't see that. That's why I had such a big issue that she was from Monet and that Monet so far has, hasn't has done anything about it. And we were like, oh my God, I cannot believe that. I feel I mean, like it's I a new it. occurrence every week, right? Like something horrible happens and it's usually always Monet and this whole thing, oh my God, it's a huge uproar. There's videos, there's YouTubes, there's like TikToks, there's Instagram posts, like it's wild. It, it, it's like fire and it just ravages through the anti-MLM community and we expose it and we think, okay, this is the time. Okay. This is when they're going to say something and they're silent. Stu is silent. The Erdnetas are silent. No one says anything. You know, they, they maybe have a zoom or something. They had a zoom to talk about you know, the way that people are. And it ended up in like a shouting match and it just shutting off. Like it was wild. Like, I I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand why nobody is just nipping this in the bud and being like, we don't do this. This is not okay. And anybody that is found doing it is done. Zero, zero percent, no tolerance. You're done. I don't care if you're an SED or an MP, it doesn't matter. But we're finding that the ones that are getting kicked out for things, and most times it's not over racist things. Most times it's over like sharing something or uh, sharing something that isn't Monet or something like that, or using the wrong font or something. That's what you usually see people getting in trouble with. It's not these really egregious things. Those are excused. 
we're just dealing with the woman that was comparing wearing a mask to the Holocaust. And has Monet done anything? Absolutely not. They haven't. And they won't. But she's high up enough that she's making them money. And it doesn't matter. We saw it in LuLaRoe with the Down Syndrome Society, the ableism with not only the Down Syndrome, but the deaf community as well. That happened in LuLaRoe. And did LuLaRoe do anything? No. In fact, they put their foot down and, and we're like, we stand with these people that are doing horrible things because they were top sellers. It happens all the time. And it shouldn't. This would never happen at Target. This would never happen at Starbucks. This would never happen in any legit company. It only happens in scams. Scams are the only ones that are like, yeah, be racist, whatever. Are you selling shampoo? That's fine then. Like, it's insane. That's very true. And it's it's so sad. And like, I could say so much about my BFF, Stu. By the way, he blocked me. He blocked me like, Stu, <laughs> why did you block me, bro? <laughs> I wonder if Stu's listening right now. Hey, Stewie, <laughs> if you are, it's so nice. It's so nice. Thank you so much for your support. It's a, you it is a wild support. frontier. <laughs> well, the situation, um, and by the way, I was I was um, listening to that last um, Zoom call from Mr. Urdaneta. I had to go uh, with my mom, so I was just listening to it. But I was like, I honestly thought maybe it's because the founders are Latinos and I was honestly giving them the benefit of the doubt. I was honestly thinking, you know what? I don't know why, but I think maybe it's um, Stu and they're just being manipulated by Stu or whatever. That's what I thought. It's my opinion. Well, you know, Stu and doesn't have a very clean record. <laughs> he was, yeah, um, we know that. he was part of a Ponzi scheme. So I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but it's sort of kind of also guilty by association. Like if you have a company and you hire as your CEO, someone that was involved with the Ponzi scheme as the CEO, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's a great hiring option, Mr. Erdnetta, but that's on you, not on me. Yeah. I honestly, maybe I was just giving them way too much, um, you know, a lot of benefit of the doubt. Cause I really didn't want, maybe it's because they're Latinos. I didn't want to think that they 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 could have a heart to do that and just don't give a fuck, right? I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that okay. or not. You're all right. <laughs> you can blink it. <laughs> it's um, so, it's just very interesting, and uh, I just I don't know. Maybe maybe the tipping point is somebody is racist against Latinos. Maybe that's the tipping point for the Ardenetas. Maybe that's when finally someone says something when it affects them which is probably not the best time to say something like they should have said something a long time ago, but maybe that's Mm -hmm. what it's going to take. Maybe somebody coming after people who are Venezuelan or Latin American or Latina, Hispanic, like whatever it is, someone coming after something that actually affects them personally, maybe then doubtful, but maybe. Yeah. I was listening to that, um, zoom on that day and, um, I had, I don't know why I thought that they were going to address, you know, the racist situations and they should behave in a more decent way. That's what I thought that Zoom was going to be about, right? That's, maybe I'm naive. That's what I thought. That's why I honestly, that's why I joined. But it happened that he was, and I guess it was, it was the best for me, I guess. Because I was able to see with my own eyes and hear with my own ears that they don't care. 
they just care about the money. And it hurts me even more knowing that because they're Latinos, you know, and it hurts me even more, I guess, maybe because of that. But I was listening to him and he was like talking all of this, the gaslighting. It was pure. I was pissed off listening to it at some point because the brainwashing was incredible. The gaslighting was incredible. The manipulation, like it just opened my eyes to see them as they are, not what I thought they were or what I wanted to think they were because I don't know, maybe because I'm Latina, I cannot see myself leaving my own country, having to learn a new language that I'm pretty sure all of this is what they had to do coming from Venezuela, leaving Venezuela, learning a new uh, language, new customs, new everything, and not take advantage and really make your dream come true. You know, the American dream, the American dream that Latinos, we, we want have a house, have a good job and do, do something positive for our kids for the future generations to help the people in Venezuela. I don't see, maybe it doesn't click to me because I'm not like that. You are making all of these sacrifices to end up doing that when you could just have a legitimate business and do the right thing and be an outstanding immigrant that is living his American dream right way. Like, It's so easy. It's so easy for him to do the right thing. And he ends up doing his company as an MLM. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. How? Because it's all about the money. That's the only reason. That's the only reason that you would ever create a legal pyramid scheme. That is the only reason. Because the person at the top makes the most money. There's no other reason. I mean, they can tell us we're doing this to help people. We're doing this because of this. We're doing this because we want everyone to have beautiful hair. Well, if that's the case, like, why does your shampoo make people's hair fall out? Why does your shampoo make people's hair brittle, giving people scalp sores, giving people bald spots? If that's truly what you're doing is creating plant-based vegan hair care, then why are you not addressing the problems that people are having? Why are you ignoring it, gaslighting them, calling people liars, saying that you shampooed your hair wrong? Give me a friggin' break. It's soap. It's liquid soap for your hair. There's no way to use it wrong. There just isn't. It's insane. If people are using it wrong, it's not the person. It's the product. I mean, there's lawsuits. There's freaking the freaking Florida attorney general is watching every move. The fact that this company continues to do this, like, I I just feel like they're playing with fire. Like, I feel like they're like, let's fuck around and find out. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Because I'm like, the FTC is watching you. The Florida AG is watching you. The anti-MLM community is watching you even harder than all of those people. And we're sending it all to those people as well. Why do you continue to fuck up? Any other company, the moment that they see that something is not working, let's say that I don't know, they're selling a product and people are just having a, like a bad reaction or whatever. They would take it, you know, out of the market and try to figure out what is causing that situation. Maybe create a new one. I don't know. That's what a, a legit company would do. But I understand that MLMs don't care about that. I totally understand it. And whenever I was listening to that Zoom call, I guess I, I was just like 
so disappointed. I felt like so sick in my stomach that a Latino was talking like that. Especially he was he was doing it in Spanish. Of course he was doing it also in English for there was some kind of a translation, whatever. But I was like, can you imagine the people listening? Can you imagine the people listening to him? And there was a point, I don't know if you if you notice it, and this is my opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> I don't know, but in my opinion, and I felt that at the end, whenever he was saying Nobody is going to fuck with me. Nadie me va chingar or something like that. I think that was a message for us. Maybe. But my message for him would be, (laughs) hey, Mr. Luis, Ashley Moody's looking for you. You know, she's the attorney general of Florida. (laughs) Send all violations of that voluntary agreement to Ashley Moody. We'll throw all of her information in the show notes so that everybody can report all of those violations. Yeah. Yeah. Monet is not allowed to say that it grows hair. It's not allowed to say that it helps thinning hair. It's not allowed to say that uh, you detox. It's not allowed to say uh, any of those things. They're not even allowed to show before and afters. Like it is crazy. I'm watching Mm -hmm. literal SEDs. I see them violating the AVC all the time. I believe that stands for like act of voluntary compliance or something like that. I, I don't remember, but they're constantly violating it constantly. I know things are happening on the back end and I think Monet probably should be a little bit more careful. That's all I'm going to say is I think they probably should be a little bit more careful. I don't think they realize how many people are actually watching. Um, And the use of affinity fraud here with the Latin community, with the Ernetas uh, is abhorrent. It is disgusting and it is incredibly upsetting. You know, I know you feel the exact same way and I know a lot of people feel the exact same way. I think I speak for the majority of the community when I say I cannot wait for them to get what's coming to them and for them to have the day that they deserve. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was actually, I don't know if you remember, but I don't know how long ago it was. We were talking in DMs and I was telling you that I was working on my uh, YouTube video that I was going to put some portions of uh, Lula Rich. I was doing that because I was going to talk about why we think that they are pyramid schemes so I was going to talk about that in my video and then somebody sent me a video it it was actually a story because it was happening that day and um, I went and it was this Latin public figure beautiful lady by the way making all the claims that she's not supposed to be making and her story was just one thing so I went to her profile in her highlights there was one called um testimonials which is like testimonies or it was before and afters and more claims more health claims more false claims i was like no this needs to be my first video because this cannot be happening and she was making all the claims in the world and you know what's the sad part about it is that she has all the potential to be a uh, legit businesswoman because within her content she was sharing really good marketing information. It was not like MLME. It was legit marketing information. And I was like, she could be so successful. I'm pretty sure she is because she's a public figure. She has like over 100K on Instagram and like um, 17K on YouTube. She, I mean, she's pretty successful. But um, I was like, she could 
she could stop doing Monet and she could still be rocking it, you know? She has so much potential. And I was like, so of course I had to send it to Ashley Moody. Good. But I wanted to send it to them first because I was like, whenever this, my video goes up, somebody is probably going to tell her. And then she's going to be like deleting all the stuff. So I was like, no, 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 this is not happening. So I, so I did, I did do that before um, anything else happened. So that's, uh, that's good what job. I'm doing, hopefully. The thing that really bothers me about what you're talking about here is this woman is a public figure. She doesn't need a scam to make money. She doesn't need to scam others to make money. There are so many legitimate influencer jobs. There's so many legitimate ad companies that'll work with you. If you have those sort of numbers, you don't have to join a pyramid scheme. The only reason they do is because that Mm -hmm. bonus check is so fat, but that's a scam. Like I wish people could understand that. And I also wish that they could see what it does to their personal brand, because as the anti-MLM movement continues to grow and more people are aware of what's going on, why it's going on, how it's going on, because we're educating on it. I think people that see mm-hmm. celebrities that endorse this, it's going to be very much like, oh, I don't watch that show. He's a Scientologist. It's going to be that sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah, I can't support her. She sells Monet or I can't support them. They sell Herbalife. That's what's going to happen. And these people's accounts are going to tank and nobody's going to want to work with them because they're going to have this, you know, on on the, on their, it's, it's a mark on their career. Tori Spelling did it. Ian Ziering did it that Holly Marie Combs from Charmed did it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. disgusting. And anytime I hear about those people, I'm like, MLM shell. Like, it's, like they will never be what they were before because they can't admit it. Now, if they came and they were like, oh my God, Roberta Blevins, I'm Tori Spelling. I was with New Skin. I had no idea. I want to help the anti-MLM movement. Let's talk about this. I'd be like, hey, Tori, come on aboard. I would, I'd be all about it. I'd be all about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think people with that much uh, fan base have any sort of personal responsibility in that sort of thing. It's always going to be like, um, it was a business opportunity. I don't know why you're being such a hater. Like that's always what it's going to be like, but they don't understand that their public image is now tarnished. And the same with these, with these YouTube creators or these TikTok accounts or these Instagram accounts where they built so much with their MLM brand. Like, here's the other thing. I had a woman reach out to me because she is very high up in an in, in MLM and has decided to leave based on what the anti-MLM community has shown her to be true. She's like, oh my God, you guys were right the whole time. I'm so sorry. She now wants to be able to move on with her life. She is now being sued by her MLM because she talked about a lipstick she bought at Ulta on her page. And the MLM was like, no, 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 no. You should read your contract. This page belongs to us. You're not allowed to talk about anything that's not the MLM on your page. And she was like, I've had this account for years before the MLM. Yes, I was in the MLM for years, but I had this account before for years. And now I'm being sued. I can't even talk about going to the grocery store, making recipes. Similar things happened to Tracy as well. When she posted a recipe, she got in trouble for it. People do not understand. It is really dangerous. These contracts are really dangerous. You are signing away more than you expect that you're signing away. And you really need to read those contracts. I sign a lot of contracts. I do a lot of things. I don't think any contract I've signed has been more than three or four pages. Do you know those MLM contracts are like 40, 50, 80 pages long? What are you signing? What are you signing away? Mm -hmm. What part of your life are you giving them? Is it your social media account? 
Is it your freedom and ability to talk about any other product that may be in competition with this one? Like, what are you actually signing away? And why are you not reading these multi, multi, multi page contracts? You're literally signing your life away. And you guys need to be really careful because they will come after you. Guess what? MLMs have more money than you. You want to know why? Because they literally stole your money and they will use the money they stole from you to sue your ass to then you're double broke. It's super nasty. You guys need to be really, really careful. And that is not legal advice because I am not a lawyer, but that is the advice that I have gathered from multiple other people that possibly may be those things. So again, not legal advice, but cover your asses guys. Yeah. And since we're talking about reporting all this um, nonsense, false claims and all that, I want to add that whenever I was sending uh, the Florida attorney general, the information from this uh, lady, I asked them, do you have uh, people within the, the office that speak Spanish? Because this lady is, um, is a, a Spanish speaker. Uh, I mean, she lives in, the, in, in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. She lives in Florida too. But, um, but she is, she's targeting the Spanish-speaking community. So they said, they told me, for the people that don't know, <laughs> the Florida Attorney General does have people that speak English and Spanish. So if you want to report something that it's in Spanish, you can do it. That's great. So don't That's worry awesome. about it. Just report it. Whenever you see people just saying, I can make so many blah, blah, in a month or in a week or whatever. Just report it, whatever you see that it's an income claim, uh, product claim, false claim, whatever. Just report it because there's people there that speak Spanish that can uh, take care of that. And also for the FTC, of course, we have the FTC's website in Spanish. I don't know if you knew that, but the FTC does have a Spanish uh, website. And I think that's super awesome. It is incredible. They are on it over there. Yeah. Not only to provide um, multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes, advice or tips or whatever. They also have the, I don't know, um, the website, but but just just go to my Instagram, the link in my bio. Yeah, I'll throw those links in the show notes for sure. (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's something like Reporte FTC. It's in Spanish and the whole... uh, the whole reporting, it's in Spanish. For the attorney general, it's in English, but you can still, you know, report it in. You know that somebody that is um, uh, speaking in Spanish will take care of that whenever it hits the uh, attorney general's office. So just wanted to know that. That's incredible information. Thank you so much. And it's a great segue into what your next project is. Now, I know you're not going to talk about it too much, but I do want to let people know because this is also kind of a call to action. I think there's probably people listening right now that are like, oh my gosh, I love what she's doing. How can I help her? So let's talk about your project that you're working on right now and what that uh, what that looks like and what you hope it to become. Yeah, so this uh, project started as a, a solution because I think um. I'm kind of like a, uh, I try to fix, <laughs> fix or bring a solution to a problem. So I guess um, I was like, okay, we've been telling the reps, just leave your MLM or whatever. But 
we do have to bring them some kind of a sort resources or something to help them out. So I cannot say too much about the project, but the project is to uh, it's going to be, of course, my website MLM Exit, and the idea is um, to have it in English and Spanish because the idea is to have like all the information there, and it, it will be to help the MLM reps or make it easier for the MLM reps to leave their MLM uh, in case they want to, you know, do it. And I'm already working on something. Of course, it's going to be a uh, group effort. I have a lot of people that reach out to me that are helping me out. And I have a lot of people um, that already share with me a lot of um, work from home uh, jobs, which I think that's a great start. We're also going to be talking about side hustles, like legit side hustles that, you know, you can do from home. The idea is to uh, bring different types of resources of different kinds because it's not only the job and or the financial aspect, but that's the most important thing because whenever you leave your MLM, well, you do have to work. You have to get your money somewhere. So that's a start, but there's also uh, the mental health that they need to work on. There's... Uh, some people could also be struggling with uh, EDs, you know, after they leave their MLM. So I want to put in that page different types of resources that they can, you know, have so they can start from scratch, hopefully. And it comes from a person myself that has started from scratch a lot of times for different reasons. And I don't want to talk about too much about it, but imagine one of those times that I had to start from scratches whenever my apartment was on fire. So you can only imagine like losing pretty much, pretty much everything, pretty much everything. Back then I had beautiful, beautiful neighbors and I had awesome friends and my neighbors were, you know what? I have a, a mattress, here you go. I have a blanket, here you go. Um, and I had a best friend back then that he used to work in construction. And um, you know, construction is pretty tough, a very tough job. That whenever you're done with that, you really just want to go home and rest. Let's be real here. So he was such a good friend. By the way, he took care of my dog whenever I was just painting it and doing all the work in my house. He took care of my dog for a few days. But not only that, whenever he finished his job, he went to my place and he helped me paint it. He helped me cleaning it. He helped me look. So I was pretty lucky, but there's nothing wrong with starting from scratch there's nothing wrong and I just want everybody to know that there's nothing wrong you're not a failure this doesn't mean that it's the end of the world it's not it's honestly it's not there's I have started from scratch so many times and maybe sometimes it was my fault you know because I want to be adventurous or whatever but I prefer, or my motto is, I prefer to regret 
stuff that I did because I honestly cannot live my life thinking, what if, what if I did that? I'm like, no, that just, that will torture me like a lot. So I prefer to say, yes, I look like a clown. Yes, there's no big deal about it. I just move on. No, <laughs> whatever I did, I could I could share so many stories that will be like, oh no, no, that is you didn't do that, did you really? Oh yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I don't care. <laughs> well, I think your website idea is fantastic. I cannot wait to help you in any way that I can. I am sure there are people out there going. Wait a second. This sounds really great. I'm telling you, I get so many emails from people going, I want to leave my MLM, but like, what do I do after I leave? Like what's next? And I have talked to them so Mm -hmm. many times, Hey, we're working on getting resources up and available. So it is so fantastic to hear that you are also doing that. And again, anybody that wants to help, you can find Gladys on Instagram at MLM exit. And you, you know, this is a community effort and I'm sorry, but if we're going to tell people to leave, We also have to be prepared to help them when they do. And so thank you so Mm -hmm. much for offering that and also bilingual so that we can help people that are Spanish speaking as well to get that done. I am so excited to see where this goes. We will share all of that in the show notes. Um, Absolutely. Besides, besides Instagram, where else can we find you Gladys? Well, you can pretty much find me (laughs) in several platforms. Uh, well, the idea, the idea is that um, I thought that the more platforms I'm in, the more people that I'm able to reach um, with the message. But in all of them, except Reddit, I am, you can find me as MLM Exit. On Reddit, you just have to put um, anti-MLM Espanol, that is E-S-P-A-N-O-L, that is Espanol. And that's just anti-MLM content in Spanish for uh, Reddit. And I'm on Facebook, I'm Twitter, uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Uh, Very soon on YouTube. So I'm excited about that video. I'm super, super excited about it. Um, Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Okay. What is one word that encompasses how you feel about multi-level marketing? I'm just angry. I will say angry. Uh, what is a piece of advice or a warning that you would give somebody who wants to join one of these MLMs? Don't join. <laughs> well, my advice, if you, if you really, really, really want to join, just get, get the whole information, not only what your MLM is telling you, like really get information from the internet, from asking ex reps, um, their experiences, YouTube, listen to the stories, MLM horror stories, of course, you can find them on YouTube, everywhere on Reddit too. Like, I cannot see somebody, honestly, I cannot see somebody doing all of that research and reading all of those facts and still joining. I, I, I cannot see it, but you know what? Maybe there's just people out there that just really like to you know, scam people and just don't give a fuck about <laughs> don't give a fuck about the rest. I guess if you're like that, well you do you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, there are people out there like that. So, you know, you do you boo boo. We don't want you around here. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? 
Wow, that's a really good question. When it comes to what I have heard and research and all that, I would think Amway, because it's, in my opinion, 100% a cult. There's no doubt about it. No doubt in my mind. After hearing the audios, I don't know if you had had the chance to listen to the audios uh, from Sarah Girl. She's no longer doing anti-MLM content, but she used to react to the audios. You know, the the ones that they say, you need to listen to these audios day and night and all that. Oh my God. Those audios were, were like, no, this is crazy. This this is not only an MLM. This is a hundred percent cult, like a hundred percent. And she was also saying, you know what? They had to decide what I do with my salary, like every penny of it, every single penny of it. They decided, and who I dated, they also decided that. So, I mean, her content was like, oh my lord. I'll have to say Amway, but. It, the ones that I have um, that I don't like the most are probably the ones that like beach body, the ones that, that they give like health advice without being a professional and just putting people in danger. Like, no. Don't oh, yeah. That. Yeah. The, oh, gosh, the wellness ones, especially the ones with like food and toxic diet and like the ones that give mm-hmm. eating disorders. Yeah. Those are fun. Those are so fun. Um, what is the hardest lesson that you've learned being an anti-MLM advocate? I guess that people don't really look at us, the anti-MLM, the way that we want them to look at us. They just think that we're haters and we're just bullies and they don't see where we are really coming from. We're not, we really want to help the people like that's what I would like people to really see us as. And it's so disappointing, I guess, to see that it's it's, it's going to be harder than I, what I thought, I guess. Yeah. There's a lot of pushback that you don't expect. It's pretty wild. And then finally, what is the positive takeaway from your time as an anti-MLM advocate? I think um, the positive in all of this uh, anti-MLM community is the fact that there's so many people willing to help complete strangers. I think that's just beautiful. It's it's so beautiful. I like, completely agree. I just I just think that's such a beautiful thing to know that there's people like that in the world still. When you see so many horrible things in the news, or you kind of lose hope, but then you find. Uh, people that are just willing to advise on uh, how how you can get out of your MLM or look, maybe I can help you out. Oh, what I need to pay for the um, the shipping or whatever. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. That, that's that's beautiful. That's that's just beautiful. And I just wanna I just wanna thank everybody, each and every one of the people that make this community. And I'm not only talking about content creators, of course, you guys are uh, a big part, but the people that listen, the people that report, the fact that they're not creating content doesn't mean that they're not 
taking action. Wow. They take some action. They do a lot of things. I'm telling you, man, that the followers, the fans, all of them, the people that are listening right now are some of the most incredible supporters ever. You guys are fan fantastic. I love you guys so much. They're in the comment section. They're sharing things. They're educating people. They're in their own comment sections on their own posts, sharing things. And I say it all the time. Everybody has a place here, but you don't have to do content creation. You don't have to be a content creator to be a part of the anti-MLM community. You can just be in the comment section. You could just be in the comment section being like, woo, did you listen to that new episode of this? Or did you watch that new video? Oh, hey, you're talking about this. You should definitely check out this creator. They talk about that a lot. Like that, that is so invaluable. Like you guys are incredible. So keep doing what you're doing. I, You guys really like nobody would listen to the show if you didn't tell them about it. Nobody would watch our stuff if nobody said, hey, you should watch this stuff. So, I mean, the real MVPs of the anti-MLM community are the ones that are consuming and regurgitating and pushing this along. And I mean, they're incredible. I I love the fans of the show. And I, I just, you guys seriously make me feel wonderful when I have bad days, are there to listen as an ear. It's just it is such a beautiful community and every single person has their place here. And I'm just, I'm so happy to be a part of this community in any way that I can. And I'm, I'm so happy that all of you have chosen to be a part of this community in the way that you can as well. Yeah. It's such an honor to be part of this community and it's an honor to be here. It's well, it's you are honor. making incredible content and you are finding a space in the anti-MLM movement that is underappreciated and undervalued, and you are adding value to that space. And that is the bilingual. That's the bilingual education, being able to educate in other languages and to reach more people. (sighs) My hat's off to you and to Blanca and Karina and everybody else out there that's doing this in multiple languages, because you guys are really taking this even farther than most of us that don't speak other languages could ever take it. And Again, I know I said it a million times, but I appreciate your voice so much in this movement. And I am so happy that you're here, Gladys. It's it's an honor to be part of the community as well. Don't make me cry, Roberto. Don't make me cry. (laughs) I just, I want to say thank you so much to you uh, for coming on today and for sharing this, for sharing your scammer origin story and for everything. You are incredible. And again, I am so proud to call you my friend. Oh, it's an honor. It's an honor to be your friend. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told, hit me up, therealrobertablevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans. <laughs>